Welcome to the Sick Metal Chat Show, the most brutal comedy podcast in the world. I'm your host, Chris James, and along with us are our co-hosts, Chris Roberts, Matt Barentine. Thank you for tuning in and checking us out. Find us at online at thesickmetalchatshow.com. Find us on Facebook, at Sick Metal Chat on Twitter. Um, Pinterest. Pinterest, I guess. We'll have a page. Grinder. We'll have a Grinder <laughs> page set up. Be sure to swipe right <laughs> on that. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in and uh, checking out the show. And a special friend of friend of the show has dropped by today, Mr. Andy Perez. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing? He's uh, sitting here uh, with his vape. <laughs> he's vaping Andy, as as we uh, we call him, and he's in the biz. He's everyone I've seen used to vape, and I'm the only one left. Andy's <laughs> the type of vapor who will take this big, deep inhale, where you can tell his diaphragm <laughs> is expanding just to suck in all the vapor fumes, and then he exhales it right into your face too. You know, so you get this blast of like, but it's like, scented. It's yeah. scented like a uh, combination of kerosene and peach. Don't, don't you know. want your yeah, smoke I mean, to smell like berries? So what, says what? Roberts as he smokes a cigarette. Oh, yeah. So uh, what current flavor are you vaping, Andy? This is Berry? kind of... It's supposed to be a Captain Crunch flavor, but... <laughs> Captain Crunch. That's what yeah. I... Is that why it burned the roof of my mouth so bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the thing I don't understand about all these oils that they have, and, and I don't vape, I've never vaped or smoked or anything. Congratulations. But, uh, we should thank get Chris you. James and vape on, I, on, on air. I, yeah. I, vaping will be the it's type of thing. It's not like smoking, it's not that bad. I, it'll be the type of thing where in the future people will be like, hey man, can I bum a vape from you? And then you're like, I don't vape. And he's like, well, good for you. <laughs> like, I've gotten that my entire life when it comes to cigarettes because I've never smoked cigarettes. I always get the thing where people are like, hey man, can I bum a smoke? And I'm like, I don't smoke. And they're like, well, vape well, is good different, for though. you. It's like, can I bum a vape? Like, is like, hand me that thing yeah, you just put just in your let mouth. Let me take a hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me put it oh, in yeah, my I'm mouth. Just, I'm just waiting for that. give it back to you. Evil shit that vapes are going to come up with. <laughs> just, we know that cigarettes oh, yeah. are bad for you. Vapes are going to be equally as bad for you. You're just waiting for that disease. report. Yeah. Well, yeah. Popcorn <laughs> lung. <laughs> popcorn <laughs> lung. <laughs> gives you cauliflower ear and popcorn lung <laughs> gout <laughs> you know like yeah. gout from, from some birthday cake yeah. vape oil or uh, you know I always yeah. feel like a pussy though yeah I'm smoking some creme brulee oh, yeah. uh, vape <laughs> oil yeah I, I know it's 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 funny stuff but uh, you can do like great smoke rings and does. stuff he though does with a vape nice like, smoke rings and then blast so much vape yeah. <laughs> vapor you know when you're finished when your lungs are tired they're see, you know andy sucks on the vape so hard that you can see a vein bulging out of his forehead <laughs> like like i mean and his eyes are bulging out and you it's like this really intense look like like you like know when you see a porn yeah right when a girl <laughs> is deep throating peter north and tom byron at the same time you know, like a girl who can a girl who can relax her gag reflexes and, and and suck it down. When you see the look on her face, that's Andy when he's pulling a hit from his vape. And the funny thing is, you see the content. They have contests now. Who can get the most? Yeah, vape they do. Out. Yeah, they, do. they have professional yeah. vaping now. Yeah, I mean, I'm convinced that Andy's. Uh, you know, I'm he's. I should become a professional. Right, vaper. he's unemployed. He could become a professional vapor. I think right now he's training, kind of yeah. like how. how uh, you know, the Olympians, they're trading now for, for Rio yeah. and all that. I think well, that's like, what Andy's doing. 
He's just getting ready for the, the 2016 I like Vegas how Olympics. in your free time you're training for that deep throat contest. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, you find out that vaping is more painful than comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I've always become fascinated with, with the idea of, of fellatio as an occupation. Because you know how... how there, you've always heard the the myth about the fluffer girls on the set of pornos, right. where it's like, which they're... I think was a thing maybe a long time when they were still shooting film, right? Know? Yeah, there's a but lot like of eight millimeter, like, you know, yeah. or super VHS porn. Fucking director and... of photography is just taking so yeah. long. Yeah, like we didn't invent Viagra yet, so we... <laughs> you know, so that... so they have the fluffer girl on the set there just to keep sucking the guy's cocks to keep him hard, so he can get on stage to fuck the porn oh, star. Stage. I mean, it sounds like something that was absolutely 70s and 80s cocaine-fueled yeah. excess, where it was like, yeah. well, yeah. hey, we're doing porn, we gotta do it right, you know? It's, like yeah. it's gonna take all goddamn day. The hottest fluffer girl who was not hot enough to be in the <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> she's trying to, one day she'll be on screen, but right now she's just caught <laughs> working her way up the ranks. Yeah, yeah. You she's know? gotta prove her metal. Mm-hmm. Kind of like oh, being on. Okay. Yeah, oh, oh, look at that! Look at that! I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like being you know a guitar tech or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, roadie. like, like, like one, a roadie. A roadie. You know, you're there. You're you're the guitar tech. You're tuning. Uh, you know, you're, you're tuning Steve Vai's guitar, ready for <laughs> yeah. the show. But then you think of one day this Tune is going to be me in yeah, front of ten thousand yeah. people. You're you know? sweeping, just even in yeah. the in the sound check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're just living up. <laughs> Even though there's nobody in the crowd, it's just a sea of empty seats. It's yeah. one day, one day. C5's guitar tech is John Mayer's guitar tech. It's like, one day this is going to be. It's kind of like all of us in our comedy careers. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, one sure. day. Yeah. Well, one day we're going to make it big. That's oh, the lie we all tell ourselves set. to keep going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving along. But uh, uh, Metallica's guitar tech, though, I think did get on stage one time. He did. When, when, time. when James Hetfield yeah. know about it makes stood, so stood on a, he stood on a fucking pyro. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I remember oh. that. Yeah, uh, James Hetfield. So Hedfield. they had the roadie come yeah. Yeah, that was the back show? in like the 90s. That was like the Black Album tour when that happened. Was it the Black Album? I thought I'm... it was before that. I thought it was like Puppets, the Puppets tour. He, no, but, no. No, it was, it was a Puppets album. tour because on the Puppets tour, he was standing behind one of the crosses. And then James actually brought him out on stage one time. No, I'm pretty positive that this was the Black Album tour. Uh, should we go for double or nothing on the uh, beer bet? Well, you oh. still owe me from that last bet. So that, that's that what I'm I saying. Won. Double or nothing. Double or, double or nothing. nothing. Double or nothing. All right. Oh, I love it. Google time. Double or nothing. Because I, way, I, everybody, that I, sound you heard was Andy trying to vape away. <laughs> that was <laughs> like a <laughs> A- Andy's vaping is going to get to the point like, like you know how when you see old people who have an oxygen tank that they carry around on a little cart and they have you know the little the the tubes that go up into their nose Andy's got vaping oh, be a great device is going to be an actual yeah. tank it just goes he, into your nose yeah. you don't even have to push a button or anything he's, he's going to take vaping to a new level I'm going to be the first guest on his podcast to oh. get kicked off the podcast John Marshall of this set yeah. for the annoying noise John Marshall <laughs> He was the guitar tech for Metallica's lead guitarist, Kirk Hammett. Marshall also became the fill and rhythm... the smug tone in his voice that he just won this battle. Rhythm guitarist for James Hetfield in 1986, which was the release year (laughs) of Laughter. Yes. No. Right here, bitch. No. No, 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 no. And again in 92. So we're actually, we're both right. We're both right. Okay. We're both right. Wait, wait. And on a side note, he has type 1 diabetes. Yeah, because James stepped on a pyro in 86 and then broke his wrist in a fucking skateboarding accident in 92. 
And both times they were like just had the roadie play the show yeah, for yeah. them because he, mm-hmm. he knows all the fucking songs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of rad. That yeah. kind of makes me like Metallica more. The fact that like, you know, well, I, 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 the only thing I hate about really Metallica is their later stuff and yeah, fucking garbage. Lars. Yeah, like, he's an asshole. I don't DC the the Angus Young's third brother who has to step in because he has to because like he knows all the songs. I I you know I can never say that I hated Metallica. I was very I lost interest in Metallica yeah. Yeah, after yeah. the Black Album. Like, I was ambivalent and then to I was, start with, and then I was like, "Fuck well, this." Well, I mean, mast. I mean, you know, when I was a teenager, I mean, we're talking when I was a kid, teenager, you know. Mostly around and Justice for All and Black Album was when I, I became I, aware of metal. I do. I think, mean, those albums uh, changed my life. Yeah, I do think Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Injustice for All are three of like uh, you take any band's strongest three albums, Strong, yeah. and that is a real. That's really one of the, the better Beatles, ones. Yeah, yeah, they're up there. I gotta reevaluate all that shit. No, they are. They're very, they're very important back albums in the day. for yeah. metal. Like, especially yeah. Master of Puppets. Master like, of Puppets, as oh, yeah. far as like Dude, I, thrash metal goes, is one of the best thrash metal albums when ever. I, when I was a kid, I never ever heard a song like Battery oh, yeah. or Disposable Heroes. Or fucking like, Damage Incorporated. Damage Holy Incorporated. Shit. I mean, right, fucking, so that was this, just unreal. We're gonna do a Metallica episode. Yeah, we uh, have to. Right? Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we, we have that's to. Given. Okay. Slayer yeah. episode, yeah. Metallica, Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to do all the yeah. Napalm all right. Death. Oh, yeah. That's so, good. That'll force me to listen to all those records that I've probably heard when once. We, and when, yeah. uh, when we say we're gonna do a Metallica episode, everyone, we're gonna skip St. Anger. You know, I. What do you mean? That's the funniest one. I never listened to any clank, 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 (laughs) clank. I I never talk about their cover of Under Road again. (laughs) Turn the page. Turn the page. Yeah. I I've never listened to anything after Load. And and you know what? Uh, Hero. uh, What what, what's the song? Hero for a day. I think is the one song. I mean, that album went hard rock. It wasn't really metal, or it was like metal influenced hard rock and for what it was it was actually a decent album but it wasn't the metallica that uh, i was used that's to not they, that point was it trying to go terrible. mainstream it wasn't it wasn't the greatest album but it wasn't terrible i but also it was weird too because they were changing their image and they were wearing like black eyeliner and yeah. and, and they were sort of going in that what rock star this? look uh, that one, I want to say it came out in like 96, 97 maybe. Why, Way Death Magnetic? Late no, Load. Like, oh, yeah, it was uh, 96. Eyeliner guy. Yeah. It yeah. Load. It was not the right year for that. It, 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 were they it's... 45 years old at that point? Something, something like that. Eyeliner. No, like at that totally time. Eighties thing. How old are they now? Yeah. Old as shit. I think they're pushing 50. 55? Huh. Yeah, 50. Yeah. So 55? I think Lars is the oldest. I mean, when was yeah. their first record? Uh, 83. Kill them all. Three. Yeah. But you so no eighty one excuse me eighty three was uh, Ride the Lightning okay so it was right before I was born so I'd say they were you think they were like eighteen at that point oh yeah yeah, yeah they were yeah, yeah you can I mean you in. could tell in James Hetfield's voice and oh, yeah. kill them all when he would like his voice <laughs> oh, yeah, would yeah. almost crack like he was oh, yeah, still yeah. going through puberty <laughs> okay, so the lights. Any metal bands who make it into their 70s, I'll automatically go see their show. Just <laughs> yeah. to see, I want to see 70-year-olds play metal. Well, I just, yeah. But I Metallica's a bad is. version of that because their drummer has always been terrible. So <laughs> yeah. it's not that impressive. <laughs> that, boom-ksh, boom-ksh. Yeah, he can do a double bass kick, okay? <laughs> and that's just, like, one thing. Like, man. Because their whole thing, the way they got famous was, hey, bootleg our shit. Spread it. We don't yeah. care. 
And then Napster comes out, and that guy's a huge dick about it. Yep. It's like, yeah. but you know what though? That was business, and also no, there's, and he was like, they, they, he was away in the long run. At that time, too, they were you know a big was it capital uh, or they you know they were signed to a big yeah. label. Well, exactly. I mean, the, there's there's That's a lot why... of logistics that that went on with no, piracy absolutely. at the time because piracy absolutely. was new. And then but Chet it's Reznor for a guy who's already a fucking millionaire to try to be like, I'm the one who's going to stand up against yeah. this. It's like, fuck you, dude. You're mad because you're not getting the three cents play off whatever. Like, shut up. I understand now that I'm older and more mature and I have a firm understanding of how business operates. Well, no, and I, mean, I, I, I was, understand why Metallica did what they did back in the Napster course. days. I understand it completely. But it At wasn't the time, even Metallica, it, it was me. him. I, I, and he's, I think the fact that he's a shitty drummer played into my opinion about <laughs> it. It's like, you're not even that good. Him you're fucking me, rich yeah. and famous already. Like, you're going to be the guy who. Shouldn't it be some indie musician who's like, "Hey, I no, can't, indie musicians don't make I can't shit. They're, feed my kids now because indie of musicians want like, people to pirate oh, their shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> I can't buy a new ski do because well, of Napster. Like, fuck you. Like, you know, uh, that whole South Park episode based around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even uh, which, like all the uh, indie artists with Napster, they would like you know, they would name the title of their songs. It'd be like you know. Metallica, like Pantera, something right, else, something right. else, something else. So, like, when you search for those things, yeah. it, that would come, not that, that we've ever pirated thing. anything. Oh, of course not. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great thing that still happens once in a while. Yeah. It's like a band will put out a fake, the fake new Kanye record or whatever, and it's <laughs> their album. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like that that tomfoolery much... there with with, <laughs> with yeah. fake how downloads. How often does that work? Labeling. Actually, though, is what? where. I... You download a fake album. Press. You think it's Kanye album. It's like I'm so pissed. This is Kanye, but actually, you know, this is back, right. back, back, yeah, yeah. I wonder who this is. I, I I I don't download anymore, and I haven't for you get a while. Blog bullshit about you from that. You it's know what I mean? uh, I've downloaded some albums in the past where it was like you know the new whoever album, but you download it and it was just like <laughs> 60 minutes of silence. <laughs> you know, yeah. like because when I mean, record labels when people, were paying people yeah. to. To hit yeah, Phil Pirate Bay with too. fake albums, yeah. yeah, or they would loop it. Yeah, You'd get like two minutes right, of a song right. and yeah. just loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of stopped doing that. I think it still happens sometimes. Who the fuck still not... downloads? Everybody. I mean, buddy, really? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I fucking. You know what I do? I have an Apple Music account for when right. I'm when I, I just mean, to stream at work, like, but oh, like I still Spotify buy physical so formats. Better. Yeah. Why don't people fucking pay ten dollars a month? Why why are people Cause. so fucking cheap that they won't pay ten dollars a month? Because it's free. Ten dollars a month. Yeah, it's free though. Ten fucking dollars a month. I you know, know what that? Uh, you know? But, do you want to? But when you're a seventeen year old, ten dollars exactly. is actually quite a bit. Th yeah. This is my argument for piracy. Yeah, you know, when you were seventeen year old, the eighties, you still had to, you had to work a, a fucking job behind a deep fryer. For fucking twenty hours a yeah, week on yeah. top of going to school, one just so you could you buy one LP a month. Yourself you like that... it. Here's my argument for piracy: is that when I was a kid, <laughs> uh, my we would always go to the video store and rent movies and dub the shit out of them. We would do everybody like a, did that. You have the right, two VCRs set up and piracy. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. the same as stealing off yeah. the internet. And what that did was instilled in me and my brother and sister like a deep love of cinema that will last the rest of our lives. Now that my dad's old and he has money, he buys the shit out of DVDs. But when he was young and didn't have any money, he fucking stole yeah. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. You, you know, it's... 
I mean, for if you're passionate about movie or, or or music or whatever, it's like you know when when you're when, when you're on a tight budget, yeah, I mean, you you do what you can to to get your fix. That's why Spotify is free. Spotify is free. You, you get yeah. ads or whatever, but it's free. It's just the way it works now. I think, like, yeah. You can't fight against it. Well, even uh, though well, it doesn't give the artists any money. I think today's more about a lazy horrible. thing rather than I'm trying to steal this. It's more about laziness. Oh, true. St- fucking downloading shit off of Pirate Bay is... I mean, I haven't even gone on Pirate uh, Bay I mean, in years. Yeah, I don't fucking bother software, because... I steal so much software. I, I can't afford that shit. I'm not going to buy it. The uh, opinions and activities of <laughs> Matt Marantine do not reflect those right, of yeah. the Sick Metal yeah, Chat Show. <laughs> Here's a I licensed version of Adobe whatever. With yeah, I, I do pay for Adobe for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. really... it's There comes a point where it's like it's when you've downloaded cracked software and you need to use all these weird key gens and then you in, do hard. an install <laughs> and it, it's a buggy install. and you, you Well, that's a you shitty know, key gen then. Cause uh, yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, the uh, worst thing is they'll play you some dumb song while you yeah, install. <laughs> like some fucking EDM while you're sitting there. Which trying to I kind of love. Like I love all those weird touches that all those like quote unquote hacker groups like put on their stuff. It's funny to me. I just don't get involved in any of that anymore because you know what? That's nerd shit that I don't fucking care about. Yeah, he's a he, cool he's a, guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not he's saying not I'm a, a cool nerd, guy, but he's like not, a there's cool fucking guy. nerd shit, dude. Too. Have you like, seen his leather jacket? It's really rad. So, so you don't want me to go into the details about disassembling code to assembly so that you can <laughs> modify how things work when certain values are true or false? No, I don't want you <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. Or hex editing a file so that you can... No. How's that app coming, by the way? Good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is a great idea for an app. So uh, anyway. here at the Sick Metal Chat Show, it's it, here at the Sick Metal Chat Show <laughs> studio. Day. At the studio here today, we, we 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 made a change and we're recording outdoors. Yeah, can you hear we're, those we're birds? recording Hopefully outdoors. Not. You'll probably hear some birds chirping. <laughs> we'll edit that shit out. <laughs> we figured, you know what? It's summer's here. It's a nice day out. Why not record out in the open air? Uh, you might hear some dogs barking. Might hear yeah, that might know, have something to do with a it. car uh, with a shitty exhaust. Really, you know, drive by. Somebody Angry with a hot dogs. <laughs> but we are we're recording on the porch of the Sick Metal Chat Show Studio. It's uh, it's nice. It's a little humid, but I like. Uh, it's good for my nice joints. The humidity is good for my joints. That's what I like. My ankles and my knees. Just know that we're sweating yeah. doing this. Is yeah. Yeah. Can Feel a storm's a coming. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, I can sense a storm is coming forty eight hours beforehand. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I can even Sitting detect on a how porch. right, like how intense. I can smell the, the rain in the air. Yeah. Oh no, I feel it first in my ankles, and then once it hits my knees, then I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, be ready. Make sure your flower gardens well, are you're, covered you're with a tarp. Part Native American, right? That's yeah. where this comes from. Exactly. <laughs> when I see trash in a river, a tear <laughs> falls from my eye each time. You know what? Because uh, I, I am like my grandmother was half Cherokee, and we had all, in high school we had all these uh, really fucked up nicknames for each other. I got a guy who was in a fire, so his face was scarred. So his nickname oh, yeah. was Wharf. Oh my. God, oh, burn victim nicknames. Seriously, you had <laughs> yeah. to go there. Yeah, but so oh. since I'm, I'm, you know, did he give himself that nickname, or was that whatever everybody called? That's him? what everybody called him. But uh, we called it to him to his face. Uh, we didn't just refer it to yeah, his weird. Yeah, he probably, probably, he probably blew his brains out ten years <laughs> yeah, later. Eh, I wasn't around. Did he have humor about it at the time? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. Did he, have a good yeah, did he laugh at the, at the yeah, time? Yeah, he did. Right. Okay, but uh, like he gave me the nickname Ding. 
because of that mm-hmm. fucking commercial. Because like which when, one? when the when the, the Indian sitting on the side of the road and they they litter and, the, oh, yeah. and the, the tear comes out and it goes <laughs> ding. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so that was my it. nickname because you know uh, my you're gr- so upset about litter. No, because <laughs> my grandmother was like half Cherokee, so I'm you know pretty much partly Native American. Right. And so that became my nickname. Uh, see now, Chris Roberts pulling the Native American card on us yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time, that's all he's going to do. Can we get some grants for that? Yeah, right. Yeah, I know, right? For this, yeah. Some of that like casino money? Yeah, right? Some of the best Native American podcasts in the country. <laughs> the sick metal Native American <laughs> podcast. Just waiting for the Spanish one so I can pull out my Perez. The, the, sick, <laughs> the sick Native American podcast. <laughs> It's just about small And it's all tax-free. It's all tax-free, too. That would be and all great. we talk about is Lost Lonely Boys. <laughs> well, that's a Spanish version. <laughs> yeah, that, you're pulling your Spanish agenda in here. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> Gypsy so, Kings. Um, so, segueing. Because right. yeah. we're all comedians so, and great I, at segways. Speaking of yeah. talking about music. Yeah, so... Yeah. So this is part two of our Black Sabbath episode. Yeah. Where it's part only one, been like six months since we recorded uh, part one. Well, you know, we've been busy with tour <laughs> schedules. Yeah. We've been busy yeah. on the road, so you know, busy. touring. And, uh, you know, it's club dates kind of, it, it's tough. And, you know, that's the life of being a working comic. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but, so our first episode of the Black Sabbath series, we covered all of the Ozzy years, yes. the real Ozzy the years. years, the first Black Sabbath really album through ones. Never Say Die. And then we also covered, uh, we also discussed some cover songs yep. from right. that era. Which that was fun. That was a fun it was, episode. oh, absolutely. And, and now this episode, we're going to talk about the Dio years. Yep. And you know what? It's uh, I think it's going to become a little intense during this episode. I think uh, some friendships will be uh, ended. But uh, you know what? It may be a two-man show or a one-man show after this podcast. (laughs) I like the Dio Year Sabbath. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I celebrate their entire catalog. I do. I I, I like the Dio years. I I do. I mean, I wouldn't mind the Dio era so much if. Iommi didn't change his guitar style. Exactly, exactly. If he had kept the whole Doom shit, that yes. They, instead of transition, slowly transitioning to that hard rock, semi thrash bullshit, proto hair metal. Yeah, but I, that, every band has to have some shitty years to fully appreciate. Well, yeah, but, but man, I mean, I don't want to hear it. You, you, <laughs> like too you far. Guys, you guys know I generally try to have very measured opinions and like see like both sides EDM of everything. Music. Yeah, like, oh, the crazy opinion that music without guitars is still music. What a well, I, actually, thing I don't say. disagree with that. <laughs> but, uh, fuck Dio. Dio sucks. No, no, <laughs> that was no Dio see, sucks. See, Barentine is it's walking home tonight. Just, it's Bar- all Bar- just Matt Barentine's walking home tonight. Bass fills and falsetto. It's horseshit. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is that that was Black Sabbath. And now, first of all, the shift in Black Sabbath's music started with technical ecstasy. I agree. And, and I will admit... I really never say die is one of my favorite Sabbath albums, and I really enjoy Technical Ecstasy because I always like bands the most when they're at their most dysfunctional uh, at a point yeah, of in their career. If you didn't know anything about the band, you think you would still think that's your favorite? You but know the thing I mean? is, is I've listened to the band for so long right, that it's refreshing. Know that they hated each other. Do you think that would still be your favorite album? 
if I was brand new to Black Sabbath, I never heard them before, then I probably would not like Technical Ecstasy, and I would think Never oh, Say Die sure. is listenable, but yeah, but, but pales in comparison to the first six. Yeah, but anything you gotta get into it. But I'm saying, if you didn't know the personal part of it, if you didn't know the like, oh, this is when Ozzy didn't get it and he was mad if, and stuff. If would, you were to take someone, would, does that part affect your opinion? Do you think? Like, knowing about the drama, does that change your it, opinion? Knowing the about the drama doesn't affect my... It, it affects the musicality of uh, of what they record, because the music... I mean, Sabotage is a really a mess of an album. That, I mean, that... But there's... You know, that was the point, too. When you think about years and years of just drug use and touring and the toll that it takes on, on, on the band... And also, there comes a point, too, where they start looking for different influences, and yeah. they start experimenting more with their styles. Thing, I mean, I think, look at... I don't like the direction they went with that. It's well, like, I think a lot of it, too, was they probably... They invented shitty hair metal. That's what I think. I think Ronnie James Dio era Sabbath invented poison. Invented <laughs> all that garbage. I, that's what it sounds like to me. Hmm... You know, all that shit no. is based on No, I disagree. Like Maiden, I disagree. Maiden has a little responsibility yeah. there. But nah, like, Maiden no. is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, wait, like, wait, when you're talking about poison and shitty hair metal, shitty dude, dude that's crew. No, because you know what? No, shitty just, hair metal, poison, and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. That was MTV's those, crew. That was MTV, but those were guys who... They grew Musically, up. They grew up uh, no, something. no. You know who's responsible for that? Led Zeppelin. I've always said yeah, that Led Zeppelin possibly, are yeah. are responsible for shitty metal. These fucking Dio albums sound way more like that than Zeppelin does. It sounds like hair. Okay. really coined, but it's from the early. Oh, yeah. I, I, Jimmy Page was too. I talked have about mixed that on this show. It's very, yeah, they're have, very borderline. It, it's yeah. okay because I respect Led Zeppelin as a band, and. I respect the fact that they did write great albums, but what some they wrote just they never. <laughs> See, some of my, they never did anything for me, really, because it's like you're either a Sabbath person or a Zeppelin person. Yeah, and I, I fall hard into the Sabbath person. Me too. Yeah. But I do like Zeppelin. But the songs I like by Zeppelin are things like the Rain Song, not mm. not the heavier oh, stuff. God, if my, I hear Black Dog Jamaica one more time, I'm going to shoot favorite, someone. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite Sabbath or. Uh, uh, Zeppelin song, yeah, Jamaica, but, but the least here, Zeppelin song. Here's ever my done. thing with uh, I have that in the car. Houses of the Holy and album. that shitty metal yeah. was influenced by the immigrant song and yeah. such like that. Yeah, and none of that sounds like Motley Crue. These fucking Dio records sound like Motley. Here's my thing: if you were to introduce somebody to Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. are you going to start with the Dio? No, <laughs> no. Are you no. going to start with Technical Ecstasy or Never Say Die? Pop, 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 if I was paranoid. introducing someone to Sabbath, I'd be like, okay, here's. A copy of Paranoid. Exactly. To it. And that's here, my fucking a, point. Here's a joint and a copy of Paranoid. Yeah. Enjoy oh, yourself. And, and Masters of Reality. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Have a nice but, fucking day. You know, the day. thing is, is also, yo, think about bands who you love that maybe aren't well known. You know, there's always their albums that are their best. But when you listen to it so much, you get bored with it. It's always good. You can always listen to it. But you want something different. So it's like then you dig deeper into their catalog for the albums that. Never achieved any success, or maybe the yeah, album that start, the concept album. Songs, think? Like, let's start playing some of these. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start off with. Uh, it's like a completely different band. Like it really. We're is. gonna start off with the titular track from Heaven and Hell. Alrighty, dig it. 
Hey, I like the Heaven and Hell album a lot, and I think The Mob Rules is a great fucking album. I love The Mob Rules. That is a great right. album, and I love the album artwork, too. See, this still has a, a little, little bit of the... Uh, yeah, that's got uh, some... I own Tony. Dio like, was a great vocalist. He's a great a singer. That's the thing, like... Plus, he was... Objectively, Ozzy is a terrible singer. He's not that good at singing. But his melodies and vibe and stuff made this band, like... In addition to, like, Tony's riffs and shit, but, like, they blend together in a way that I think the... I think that's the baseline from Holy Fireworks Diver. of... Holy right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The very impressive range of Dio and stuff, like, pushes Tony in the wrong direction, I feel like. It's all... It's also trebly and, like... All these fucking bass fills. I yeah. hate all every, of these bass Every time fills. I hear listen to Dio Era Sabbath, you know what comes into my head? Fucking Eye of the Tiger. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, God I damn it. You know, exactly. <laughs> I think too that as a band, there comes a point where yeah, they are not as interested in being as creative with their music, <laughs> but they're just more interested in meeting contract obligations. <laughs> so you get the being, contract obligations. More marketable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but about how Black Sabbath shifted, starting with technical ecstasy, but definitely starting with Never Say Die, is they just shifted into kind of more accessible metal. I think those albums were weird. They're like experimental. There's like weird jazz tracks. And oh, stuff. yeah. Oh, it's they're weird. Like that's, this, that's what I like about them. This is not experimental or weird at all. This is bullshit. It's, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it. Matt's walking home tonight. Uh, He's walking <laughs> home. It really does sound like Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, you're going to be hitchhiking down Independence Boulevard. <laughs> This was also... What, like, this sounds like a Survivor song. What was this... Think about it, too. What was this? Like, 81 when 80. this came out? 80. Okay, 1980. Exactly. I mean... Proto hair metal. They invented all that garbage. I mean, Steve Harris was the number one songwriter in Iron Maiden, and he didn't do as many fucking bass up front shit. This song starts out... It's like 10 seconds of Sabbath. Yes. It's like... And then it ruined this. Something like this. Down or whatever, and I, now, what I, is this? Something this like this. Def Leppard. Okay, no, is. no, you know what this is? This is something that was influenced by disco. I could really see this being something that was kind of more like, what's a song? Like, staying alive? <laughs> well, no, I mean, remember, Kiss did a disco album. I mean, yeah, Kiss, did. Kiss the are Rolling a terrible Stones? band. The Rolling Stones. This is not a disco a Kiss record. A disco right album? That sounds imaginable. Yeah, oh, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I was made for loving you, man. Yeah, that's the only Kiss song that yeah, I like. Rod Stewart, like everybody yeah. did a disco record. Uh, this is not disco. I don't know. This is maybe not influenced by disco, but there was definitely to gain more mainstream appeal. Yes, I agree with there, that. I said it. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> well, let's play. Let's play well, Die Young, man. What, what I think happened yeah. in the Dio era is. Uh, there was a bit of contention between Iommi and because Iommi only has been the only consistent member of Black Sabbath Isn't ever. His band, like, how is there tension with anyone? It's but like, uh, well, yeah, it's, I mean, his and, brand. And so, like, he wanted to go a completely different direction than Ozzy. So I think this was right. not so much disco or anything like that. It was this doesn't sound like the Ozzy era Sabbath because yeah. that that was a fucking drain on me. 
That's what I think the Dio era stuff is. Yeah. Like, okay, create yeah, your yeah, own yeah. identity. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, he like abandons everything I love about his guitar usually. It's like, yeah, we're gonna do what? Uh, die young. Sludgy fucking riffs. It's like, he goes away from all that and this shit. See, they ruined the solo with this shit. I like the falsettos and the, the melodies. Again, that was going for more mainstream appeal. Yeah. All right, so this is Die Young. Very little respect for But that. it's still good, though. It's that sounds like a cheap trick fill right there. Just, uh, or a golden ring. Uh, this is my favorite golden part ring. of the song so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little radar love. Yeah. <laughs> every single genre into this. Oh, yeah. yeah I dig that part. Okay. <laughs> now, Die, Die, Die Young is a great song. I really like this song, and I love the this cheesy synthesizers. Song, right? <laughs> that, that's one thing that I really do like about like the technical ecstasy through Dio Year Sabbath is they really they really embrace the cheesy th- synthesizers. See, I only like, I like the that. cheesy synthesizers in prog metal. Or prog. Yeah. I think that's what ruined Van Halen is all the synthesizers. Mm. I love the synths in, in like nineteen eighty four, like that album, like the synths that they had and then in fifty one fifty some of them were just so like just in your face and corny. It's really good. Van Halen. See, this sounds like something like Pink Floyd would do. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they did draw some influence from Pink Floyd. I mean, this sounds straight up like... Well, who did like, get influence? I mean, they probably... Yeah. You know, they were writing these songs probably in like 78, 79. You know? The, the most boring riff I've ever heard. Bam, ba, down, Shredding. Oh, I see. I like this song. This is get your this, fist yeah. in the air. I mean, yeah. This is power metal. That's what this is. Right, right. It's fucking power metal. And I like some power metal. But I like the over the top power metal. Like, right, uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like when we were at, when uh, Carlos was on the show, <clears throat> that fucking Angelisti and Del Inferno. Yeah. That's to me is like power metal. And it's like over the top, fist in the air, fucking with the. Spike yeah, with the gauntlet. Leather bracelet. Right, yeah. Yes. You know, the fucking lead singer's got his, like, legs, like, shoulder width apart, the knees slightly bent with the fist in the air, the mic in the other hand. Yeah. Dio, <laughs> Ronnie James Dio is one of the all-time classic front men, just like, just like there, Bruce there, Dickinson. Yes. And, and just... There is one contribution that Dio did to metal. What? The, the devil's horns. The devil's horns. Right. That was a Dio thing. True. Which I've never done at a show. No, I've never done I've it never, I, oh, yeah, I feel like that cool. was before my time. Not, not that I'm too cool. I just <laughs> never just... saw a point. Have you ever I seen, grew up I, in I have seen people at family. metal shows I, doing this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, you. I love of... you. <laughs> Sign language, I yeah. love you. <laughs> I remember Van Halen. In OU812, they created their own hand signal thing. I can't remember what it was, but like you had two of your hands together. And when I saw Van Halen for the first time, everyone started doing that in the crowd. It was so fucking they made, corny. Like, the weird logo with yeah. their hands. Yeah, it was something and like it was that. the birth of gang signs. That's yeah, right. What it is? Oh, yeah. yeah Vatos Locos. <laughs> we're probably at a Van Halen show, oh and they were like, "Hey, that's a good idea." Mm. Okay, this is good. This is good. Right. Yeah, 
But I love those how harmonized from the Almond Brothers ish. <laughs> the synths, man. I love how the synths. Oh yeah. As long as they're slow backline, but not overpowering the song like Van Halen. This is the kind of music. This is the kind of music you listen to in a fucking Firebird with the T-top for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With your with fucking blue jean jacket with the patches on. Yeah. What about, look, look, we, we, we gotta play Heaven and Hell. Alright, I already done that one. We did that oh, one yeah, first. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're gonna go with uh, the number one track. The, the oh, intro yeah. of Dio to the Metal World. Little Neon Knights. Neon Knights, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this song is so good. Same riff from the last song. <laughs> <laughs> Same key. <laughs> you know, where we're sitting here and, you know, it's like you're shitting all over Tony Iommi. They have mansions and yachts, <laughs> and, oh, well, and they, they banged tons yeah. and they banged thousands and thousands yeah. of groupies. And so look at us. They did was yeah. good. <laughs> the neighbors are looking across the street. What the who's, fuck are they doing? Who's the <laughs> one laughing right now? You know, I, oh yeah, those riffs are so terrible, huh? Yeah, look at how many millions I made from that album that is with a, those terrible a riffs. Desperate man's defense of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> they have, they, they, they got money though. It must be good. <laughs> I think really, you know, when a band changes their lead singer, that's a very pivotal point in the band's history. The first album with the new singer needs to be tight, and I think that Heaven and Hell was a great album to introduce but a new you vocalist. Can go, you can go one of two ways with it. You can go Black Sabbath and Heaven and Hell direction, or you can go uh, the Bruce Dickinson uh, number of the Beast direction. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? When Maiden introduced Bruce Dickinson, Number of the Beast is still considered probably one of their. It's yes. not my favorite Maiden album, but it's definitely like their. You but know, it's not my favorite they Maiden still album. Still sound like Maiden. This it's, does not sound like Sabbath. To it's me. yeah, see, like, at all. Yeah, at all. Number of the Beast is not my favorite Maiden album, but it is fucking strong as shit from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the craziest one is ACDC. They're yeah. like within a year. They put out another album with a new singer. Hey, you know what? Like, and it was a, a seamless transition. From and it's going, a great record. Going from Von Scott to Brian Johnson yeah. was seamless, pretty yeah. much. I, it's I, crazy. I think they really how fast it happened and like yeah. Yeah. Brian Johnson's out now because he's going deaf. Right. So now they're getting Axel Rose. Axel Rose I can see him nailing those songs. I don't know. I like I, Axel. I think, you know, everybody's joking about this Axl Rose on tour with them. I could see it actually being pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the I fact really, that he broke his it, leg because he's old. And he has I to know, sit right? In, in fucking the throne that uh, Dave Grohl used. I, if, if ACDC with Axl Rose came around here, I would want to get tickets for that. I would want to see that. Yeah. Not bore the shit out of it. All right, let's move on to the mob rules. <laughs> all right, the mob rules is my. All right, it's just Tony abandoned riffs and started going like, "Look at all the fast notes I can play." So you like the shit on that, but we're gonna we're gonna discuss that in <laughs> yeah. like a shred episode. We'll the have mob a shred rules. shred episode, but mob rules is my favorite Dio era Sabbath album. It's my least favorite thing in metal. And it's, it's great album art. A crummy too. riff, but look artwork. how much I solo over it. Okay, yeah. see, this is the thing. You know what? The How I was introduced to Black Sabbath was from the heavy metal movie, the animated film, the, the soundtrack. Yeah, the um, <laughs> there, and I talked about this earlier a couple episodes ago. 
the song Mob Rules is used in the soundtrack. One of the scenes where there's a big fight scene and it takes place in a desert or wherever. I can't remember. And uh, the Mob Rules, I was like, and I heard that and I was a kid. And I was like, man, that is a fucking awesome song. Who is that? And it was uh, this band called Black Sabbath. And so I was actually introduced to Dio Sabbath before Ozzy Sabbath. Okay, so you have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the Mob Rules. We'll just start with that. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great riff, the beginning. I love it. But it's not Sabbath at all. It's a great riff for a country rock band or something. You know what I mean? It's Kid like, Rock? Yeah. You're pretty. It's so not Sabbath to me. Did the Andy just drop PBL on us? We're going to turn this up to annoy Matt some more. <laughs> Matt the Contrarian. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm going to say yeah, I disagree I only... with everything that Chris says. <laughs> yeah, that's Every, either one of them. Every opinion Chris has about Dio <laughs> Sabbath, I'm going dis- to disagree. Yeah, if you're saying it's good, <laughs> then yes, I'm going to disagree. I love this. I do. I think it's good. All right. I love the riffs. Andy, what about you? You're a guitarist. What do you think about the riffs? The pretty good riffs. Uh, yeah. I just hate it when things are so repetitious. Uh, they're so repetitious that they get almost annoying in a sense. What about the bass line? Because the bass line, I, I think that the bass really was, is more in the foreground. When yeah, he's making a lot of the songs. So. Yeah, yeah. The guitarist almost drowns out the bass in my opinion. Yeah. It's not... This isn't on the best Chelsea example of, it. of death A lot metal, of the Dio songs like have very prominent bass. This one that's a little it's a little back in the mix. No. So bored right now, this yeah. solo. I mean the solo is amazing. I, I love it when we can brag about how a solo is boring when what they're doing is so technically proficient. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, like, amazing in a sense, but... As we were talking before about Joe Satriani is like, yeah. such an amazing soloist, but it's corny as shit. Yeah, it's just, I don't care. It's like... Throw something at me that I haven't seen before. Throw something at me that I haven't right. heard before. That's why I, you know, I'm a pretentious dick. I like jazz. If I'm listening <laughs> to soloing, it's gonna be jazz, because they're fucking weird about it. Okay. These right. like Pat Metheny. Pat so, Metheny's tone is... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Let's play... Too floppy. E5150. Hang on, I'm gonna play one before that. Okay, uh, what's up? The Sign of the Southern Cross. Yes, that's a, that, that's a classic song. Always I do like this intro. Acoustic oh, yeah. Too. It's really good. Now. And I, I like how this it goes from this song into E5150, which is the cheesy th- synthesizer intro right into the Mob Rules. I mean, that's a really great well, This reminds transition. me of Older Sabbath. Like, every album, they'd have a weird yeah. little... Finding Caravan. Like, Orchid. Yeah, like, a little one-minute... Yeah, fluff. Lighters up, everybody. See, this is good stuff. The thing, too, is that you have oh, to I think, know. too... It's 2016. Oh, oh, oh man. What'd you no. do? Well, hang on. That's ever. <laughs> hang on. It's a metal podcast. Hey, Turn Up the Night. That's a good song, too. I'm telling you, Mob Rules is a great album. 
Yeah, it's 2016, so we're going to hold the uh, cell phones up. That's yeah, why the music yeah. fucked up there. <laughs> yeah, just don't touch the cell phone. Let's, let's play. The intro is the best part, so we had to replay it. Yeah. This is recorded live, people. There's no edits. <laughs> edits are for pussies. That's right. We're comedians. We do shit live. <laughs> Right, because we're comedians, <laughs> and then we, just we are legitimate out. working comedians. I think we've all and been, we just cry about it later. I think yeah. we've all technically been paid to do comedy. It's oh yeah, I have, so, yeah, so yeah, we're comedians, right? I've been yep. paid. I've I've had my airfare paid for in hotel once or twice <laughs> over the course of ten years. <laughs> That's because you like the Dio era Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, that's one that's day. Karma. That's karma, bitch. <laughs> one day, just wait and see. See, it's a little off key there, dude. Dio was uh, such a good singer, man. I mean, the D, the Dio like solo stuff is good. I mean, Holy, Holy like, Diver, Rain, Rainbow in the Dark Rainbow is the dark, fucking yeah. incredible. Paul that's such Seto a great song, have a man. Place in metal, though. <laughs> it, I'm sorry. If, if it's it done right, it's wonderful. Work, Falsetto yeah, I mean, in metal. If it's done right, it's awesome. See, this kind of reminds me of a Sabbath era. This uh, riff, riff is like pretty, yeah. It's heavy. Like when we do our Man of War episode, get all trebly in a minute. Our <laughs> Man of War episode will be full of falsettos. Yeah, I don't mind a good metal screech. You know, it'd be good. Yeah, all these artists influenced by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, alright? Uh, oh, what's that fucking song? No, got a home! I like, uh, what's the song? December, December 1963 by Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. That's good shit. Oh my god, I gotta go buy some CDs tomorrow. You know, he's singing it in the bathtub yeah, in the Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> All rent Jersey boys and just getting ruined by that. Hey, Frankie oh, Fowl is good stuff. <laughs> Did he just invent that horrible voice? A copy by every Chinese right. singer ever. So we're gonna go to turn up the night now. <laughs> no, uh, E5150. Oh, yeah. I see. I like this. This is one. Of, this is one of their like, just little intro instrumentals. It's a minute long that I've always liked because they've had some, some that were even. Uh, God, what album? I think Master of Reality. There's Orchid is one where it's just like him just strumming a couple notes I, over, yeah, over it's, like forty nine. Cool it's like forty three seconds long. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. But it's it's almost like a segue into another song. Oh, that's that's absolutely yeah. what this is. I mean, this is a great segue into Mob Rules. But it's, it's two cool minutes and fifty-one seconds. Sizer thing happening. I dig it. Little pick scrape there. See, I at least like that they're trying to be creepy here because that's one of the things I like about Sabbath, and I'm pretty sure in a minute and a half they're going to stop being creepy and it's going to be all <laughs> Yeah, because they're going to mob rolls. <laughs> well, I like this part. This reminds me of what's that that thing that Australians play? Uh, didgeridoo? Or, didgeridoo. This reminds me of a didgeridoo. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is pretty cool. Uh, I forget the comedian. 
Uh, Louis Katz says uh, the hippies love playing didgeridoo because it's as close as they can get to sucking a tree's dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> cool. I cited that so it's not joke theft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this use of synthesizer. Some of the Aussie records had weird synths on them. Because it was like before all the cliches were established. Yeah, well, yeah. Like Perry Mason has a synth in it. And it's fucking... I love that song. Um, I, I like the synths too because they're very... They sound very 70s, early 80s synthesizers. Yeah, like, I mean. there's like, very, there, there's that very pure... Before it became this cliche of, like, yeah. this is what you do with them. Right. It's like, they're still like, what are these? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we use this exactly, yeah. you know? You're gonna bring in Boston I mean, conversation. Sabbath, <laughs> Sabbath actually brought in Rick Wakeman from Yes yeah. on Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. He played synths on, uh, oh, what song was that? Shit, I can't remember. We probably no, said it on that episode. I always think of the Who for bringing out the seventh house originally. I don't know yeah. if there's any other. Killing your, uh, Who are you? That's yeah. the song yeah. with Rick Wakeman on it. Oh, yeah. So, all right, let's yeah, let's who. move on to the live album, Live Evil. Yeah, I want to hear him ruin some Aussie or something. See, Matt has to be the wet towel here. Yeah. The wet towel. That's the that's the phrase. Right? Yeah. The wet the, towel. Now, live evil is. Beers? What are you the best? I know. Live Holy evil shit. is the live album. Thank, Thank you. Give it up for. See, us. this is the this sick is, metal yeah. chat show recorded on I the get front the angry porch. Awesome. <laughs> it's, and it's kind of like the barbecue episode. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the backyard barbecue episode. It's a week after Memorial Day. Yeah, so. you know, we're a little late. We were, all, we were busy with our tour schedule. Uh, yeah. I, got the Memorial Day. Day. I did a headline set on Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Cause, did you salute you know, the troops? how many people come? <laughs> I don't think I did, actually. Did you pander to the audience and say, give it up for the troops on Memorial I Day? The <laughs> right, once. okay, I need, the, I need, I need an applause break. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how many times during a right. set you could say, give yeah. it up for the troops, and you get an applause. <laughs> okay, you had... Because people need to applaud when you oh, yeah. say, let's give it up for the troops. Uh, yeah. But what, what if you assholes? do it like 15, 16 times yeah, during a 45-minute yeah. set? <laughs> That's a good yeah. idea. Okay, okay, your first comedian to ever get 16 <laughs> applause breaks. some Andy yeah. Kaufman shit, just every two minutes. <laughs> Give it up give for the it troops. Seriously, though, we got some troops here. <laughs> Let's give it up for the troops. So make sure you gotta leave your comments on SoundCloud at this point in time. Give it up for the troops. Yeah, because if you don't, yeah, you're yeah. not you're not, not American. You're not an American. A portion of this set will be donated to yeah. the troops. Well, yeah. actually, a lot and of people. And if you live who in listen. some other country, you probably yeah. have troops or something. Yeah. I don't know. Right. You know, maybe you don't right. have Memorial Day. If you Day. don't, if you live in another country and you don't give it up for our troops, then you're a member of ISIS. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a you're terrorist. either with us or against us. Yeah. Well, I I do think if you were an American comic in like Hiroshima and said give it up for the troops <laughs> Hiroshima <laughs> it wouldn't go over that well <laughs> give it up for everything because Americans have ever done Hiroshima but Hiroshima was just enough time but Hiroshima's a little bit too close uh, uh, or Nagasaki shit. are you gonna take that yeah alright so moving along to Live Evil which was the the double live album that they yeah. recorded with Dio on vocals and the thing that was yeah. unique about this is that is how clever the title is Oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> like, if you held it in a mirror, it's backwards. And it was backwards. Oh, kind of like ABBA, you know? Yeah. But. All right, so we're going to do uh, Iron Man because, you know, 
It's yeah. interesting I wanna, I hearing. I didn't even listen to yeah. this. I listened then, to the studio records, unfortunately. When the new artists have to do the yes. cover of the old songs. Yeah. The new, it, the new lead, especially two vocalists who had very distinct styles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sammy Hagar had to sing, like, Running With The Devil. Yeah, it just didn't work. When Hagar <laughs> yeah. was doing David Lee Roth Van stuff, Hagar. It, yeah, Van Hagar <laughs> did not work doing It's better that. than Van Sharon, weird. <laughs> yeah, Sharon. Uh, was it one, up, one album? Yeah. Yeah, Sammy Hagar doing uh, Panama or something. Might as well jump, jump! Like him trying to do all those weird like the, woo things. Yeah, the Daily Roth screech as I got the screech. Can you even imagine him trying to do that? You know, now that I think about it, is that Ozzy is to David Lee Roth what Dio is to Sammy Hagar. Yeah, neither one of them is a very good singer, but <laughs> what they bring to the table is uh, key. If he missed that, he just fist bumped Bad Barrett's on. Operatic quality. I can just see the like, I can hear the disappointment in the audience right now. <laughs> oh no! Back in those days, dude, they were all high on angel dust <laughs> yeah. or yellow, yellow jackets. And as a musician person myself, I always find it funny when they have to modulate it down two keys because they can never perform the same notes live as they do in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not the original key of the song. Is it nope. doing a decent job of like emulating Ozzy, right yeah. but it's like he's doing a perfect job right now. It's it's st there's still like an operatic quality to his voice that is annoying. Ozzy really sounds like a weird demon or something. <laughs> this guy's trying too hard. Alright, I guess all I can make of that. We're gonna go ahead and go to Paranoid. They also played NIB. I think that would be an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, we'll do NIB and Children of the Grave next. Then is it over? I, I'm, I'm, I'm already <laughs> semi disappointed. I just know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully disappointed now. <laughs> What is he? Rick Okasek? Okasek? Okasek. Okasek. Yeah. I always. I feel like I've heard Okasek is wrong too. It's not Okasek, but it's. I think he's one of those guys who's pronounced in a weird way, and like everyone gets it wrong, you know? I want to look That's later for when we do our episode about the cars. Cars, yeah. The sick metal chat show. They go crazy, but this is not the same at all. It's just not, yeah. His little ad libs and stuff are the fun. vocal fills? Yeah. yeah. Unnecessary. Uh, the worst. See, I, don't, I think Ozzy didn't do vocal fills because he did so many drugs it was hard enough for him to remember <laughs> yeah. the fucking lyrics. Yeah. He can barely keep <laughs> up with yeah. what he's supposed to say. See, that was unnecessary. Okay. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear NIB because NIB is a style of song I never I never known. 
it's, it's Dio doing a song like this is not See that oh yeah there was kind of on point. Oh yeah. But the oh yeah was about it. Yeah. It's still kind of cool, but it's just because it's those fucking original riffs. Riff. Yeah. yeah, it's that deep, like. Well, it, it's a blues riff. It's just played differently. Is all it is. Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah, those those fucking deal albums don't have any of that. It's so fucking trebly. I hate to, even the bass is like trebly. It's all. It is that like mid '80s thing where metal went to. That's like it is very Maiden influence, I think, and like maybe Judas Priest in there. But like that fast, lot of falsetto, like that whole thing, it morphed into power metal and hair metal, I think. And like, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Wait, yeah, I mean, Ozzy's famous for fighting the bat. What did Dio play? I assume he looked in a mirror a lot or something. <laughs> I don't know anything about Dio, really. I don't know enough to make jokes about him. He's dead now. Well, he actually, Dio had a pretty good sense of humor. I remember I saw some a couple interviews with him, and he's very sarcastic, and he kept poking jokes at um, um, Gene Simmons. <laughs> and he kept making there, there's a there's a that's the only person he can make fun of. Easy target, but <laughs> I like no, no, it. No, there's there's uh, a metal documentary that I saw, and he but it was like really like uh, he would poke a joke. Oh well, Gene Simmons is so brilliant because Gene Simmons created everything that's amazing about music. But like it, it was he. he Ronnie James Dio had a good sense of humor, definitely. All right, so we're gonna been, let, let's go move along to Dehumanizer. I was going to do Trill in the Grave real quick. Okay, yeah. Long tongue. <laughs> I mean, he's a good... What about the Axe Axe? Uh, but I've been meaning to mention ever since the Lemmy episode, like, right after Lemmy died, they put his documentary on Netflix. Yeah. So anyone who hasn't seen it, dude, the fucking Lemmy documentary is fascinating. It's on your Netflix Instagram. I want to see how bad Dio ruins this. This song. riff so far is alright. Oh, this riff's fucking great. This is off Masters of Reality. Explain it, like... Uh, Daniel Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar is definitely 
Ozzy Osbourne to Dio. Plenty of songs that Ozzy probably had his influence in writing where Hagar just had to imagine what was he thinking. Yeah. But it doesn't come out the same, so it's just not as authentic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, David Lee Roth's a weird clown and Sammy Hagar's not. Like, And it's like, Ozzy Osbourne is a weird, drugged out demon person and <laughs> Ronnie James Dio wears spandex or whatever. Leather. Leather. Right. Hey, you know what? I think we would all wear some leather pants, you know, if it was appropriate. I mean, I mean, sure. We're I think all, all of us. I don't, I don't. I don't think. We I've would only look. seen leather, like those leather pants, and heavy metal and pornography. Uh, beyond <laughs> that, I don't know yeah. what I've seen. It. Yeah, you know, I no think. Worse. I think I'm going to bring leather <laughs> yeah, pants into stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get up on stage at a I show, mean, Eddie, leather pants. <laughs> that hasn't been done since Eddie Murphy. Yeah, hasn't been done since Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And he had gloves on too, <laughs> leather gloves, man. I love that stand up so in gloves. Like, back when he was trying to, My, yeah. if Michael Jackson was a comedian, mm -hmm. just what would you wear? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't uh, Andrew Dice Clay wear gloves for a while on stage? He wore yeah. fingerless gloves. Yeah. 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 He wore and like he does to this yeah. very day. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long ago since being a Senate comedian was being a sex symbol? Maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. right. For yeah. five minutes in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to Vegas recently and. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay has a show out there right now. Yeah, of course oh, yeah. he does. He's doing well. He it's is. crazy that he was the biggest shit ever for a while. He was playing like Madison Square Garden it's and selling it's out. selling it out. Yeah. It's because you know he did the whole like Hickory, dirty, Dickory dog. Yeah. yeah, someone suck my cock or whatever. <laughs> he says. And Andrew Dice Clay came out today. Oh, the PC police would be all <laughs> yeah, yeah because it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh... Hickory dickory duck. You know what? was sucking my The, the Dice Man life. Cometh is a guilty pleasure of mine. It's like that album is just so... Well, you know what's great? Over As the top offensive. The Day the yeah. Laughter Died, where he headlined a sold-out show at Madison Square Garden, and then he went to a fucking shit comedy club and did a set and bombed and recorded <laughs> it and put it out as an album. The Day the Laughter Died. It is 40 minutes of him... Bombing so hard. It's you know, like I wish more comedians would shit do ever. that. Actually, yeah, right. It's pretty amazing. Because I would like, like, you know, some of the guys were like, you know, they're fucking just, you know, when they're recording their specials and they're just, you know, they get a state innovation where they just say their fucking name. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to see them bomb. Yeah. Well, th I don't think it happens often. Yeah, at that level. That's one nah, of the things but... about recording a tape or uh, uh, or even an album. You know, is it's like everything needs to be perfect. Yeah. Oh my God! The you need to get the perfect response from the audience, and and we've seen it. I mean, Comedy Central, like their thirty minute, you know, yeah. is so overdubbed with applause, fake applause, and laugh tracks, fake. Yeah. The laugh tracks are I just still fucking really hate how they edit them. Like to this day, it's oh, the like, edits are oh, terrible. Oh, I made a joke where I mentioned Asians. Find an Asian in the crowd, yeah. you know? It's so transparent. I can't believe they still do or, that. Or I, I love it when it's a stand-up special. Russell Peters have a whole... Yeah, that's, that's all Russell Peters. Yeah. yeah. I, I love... Oh, shit, which ones are Indonesian? I can't, <laughs> I can't tell... Dude, that wasn't Malaysian. Not cool. I'm not cool at all. I, I loved when, when they went... When they overdid it with the overdubbed applause breaks where... 
on on the Comedy Central specials where you would see like the comic on the stage and then you see the silhouettes of audience members. You don't see anybody clapping, but when they deliver their punchline, <laughs> then it's like you hear just this outburst of like Here's laughing and applause, yeah. but you don't see anybody in the crowd. Here's what we should we do. Met. We should all four of us do a stand up special with nobody in the audience but a laugh track to it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah. fucking the the extended Mitch Hedberg version, where like the first fifteen minutes he's absolutely bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. wins them over. He that wins. shit is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I do love that when like a comic is just fucking bombing, yeah. and all of a sudden he says something or does a joke or he whatever. Has some audio and, of Dio bombing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just fucking gets the crowd back. I love yeah. that. Uh, Galifianakis, when he had that show on VH1, had an episode where the audience was empty. There were like cardboard cutouts of people. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Doug Stanhope's The Austin Incident, yeah. where he just had to win that over after Alex <laughs> yeah. Jones decided to hate <laughs> Fuck Alex the crowd. fucking Jones. <laughs> or Bill uh, Hicks, pending if you're a conspiracy theorist <laughs> or not. Yeah, I love <laughs> that shit. But he's still alive and he's just that lunatic. Bill right. Hicks is dead, by the way, just in yeah. case you're yeah. wondering. Bill he Hicks had cancer is cancer and he died. Died yeah. on my birthday. <laughs> That's so it's your fault. February 26th. Yeah. So it's your fault. In 94. In case you were born in 94. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were born in 94. Oh, I do wish. I'm mad at you because I'm old. <laughs> I do wish Bill Hicks was still here. <laughs> oh, the shit he had said about George. Absolutely. Shit he's going to say about Trump. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that too. Oh, God. You yeah, know, I was like, are I... we even fucking trying anymore? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. What do you even say about Trump? Uh, you like, know, the, the thing about Hicks is that it's not... his. What were you saying? <laughs> It's like Trump is almost not worth making a joke about. It's like it's not obvious yeah. to you already yeah. that this is a joke. What words am I going to say? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, the real joke will be when he wins. <laughs> yeah. and becomes it's president. The cosmic joke of yeah. humanity. Say, as comedians, don't we all kind of wish that Donald Trump wins? I guess. I, I mean, I, I, in the end, it's not going to be worth like... it whatsoever. ever. But <laughs> in a little bit, it's like that one original joke we'll think of. No, if I it's because political. I, I would like it. I guess. Well, I it's like that guy who's doing the impression of him. Yeah. Like they just came through town. Him and Adomian's doing Bernie. Yeah. And he's just like, on some level, that guy has to be like, I hope this asshole gets elected. Yeah. You know? Frank Caliendo's uh, <laughs> career will spike once again once <laughs> Trump wins. I, I, I do. I understand where you're coming from with that, but I think if Trump gets elected, it's just going to start becoming ha- a hack material. Yeah, it will. I mean, it'll, it'll gotta, get played out. Find, it's like, almost just hack like material now. Re- absolutely, yeah. there'll be the one guy that has the, the iconic hair. bit about Trump. Yeah, the one, yeah. what the one thing he does. But besides that, it'll be either Trump it's or like Hillary. Everyone's or the fuck it is. already destroyed him. I feel like comedy wise, I don't know a good like fresh premise about Donald Trump. You know. It's like, oh yeah, he makes weird things about fucking his daughter, and yeah. uh, he's been married twelve times, yeah. and gone bankrupt. Like it's all been covered. What are you supposed to talk about? Yeah. He's he's bulletproof. Yeah. Like his fans don't give a shit. No matter what thing no, you bring they, up, yeah, they, no. they, he doesn't have. He has fans. It makes him like That's it better. Just... Exactly. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't have fan. supporters. He has fans. So, all right. So back to all right. the well, yeah. back to yeah. <laughs> What the, this podcast the Donald really Trump about. of metal, Ronnie <laughs> <Yeah>. James Dio. <laughs> That's not fair, but whatever. Somewhat is, though. Yeah. Somewhat not is. fair to who, Dio or Trump? <laughs> Trump's hair would look great on stage, covered in sweat. Just like with that comb over hanging in his I know, face. right? He says it's real. I want to see him, like, 
really rock out for a while. I, I, get all sweaty and you know, his Yeah, you know, like head banging. <laughs> yeah, that comb over has got to take like an called, hour to prepare every morning. New tune called "Fuck the Mexicans." Um, Matt Matt Barentine needs to use the potty. Is it potty? Yeah, break? I was trying to be. Uh, <laughs> discreet about it but all right yeah. just i'm gonna off, interrupt just, the podcast i need to urinate just piss off the porch well while, while we're that, recording a terrible idea <laughs> right now just just facing hey, the neighbors uh, I, 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 I was thinking the same thing so probably after you i'll probably do it too let's all let's all so take a should turn we, should we pause this for a potty break yeah. yeah all right all right and we're back here at the sick metal chat show after uh a brief little potty break there. Uh, it's after a couple beers during recording. We needed to uh, empty our bladders. I think someone went in there and did number two. Matt, <laughs> from listening to all the beer nice, shit. You know what? It's nice to uh, nice yeah, to burn no, a match just, afterwards. I did not. I just yeah. vomited profusely after listening to all that do. Uh, absolutely sick metal right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's the second pun in this yeah, episode. You know what? You know what? If Tony Iommi pulled up in a limo right now and got out and was walking, you would be yes, like, oh they my have god. Money. Oh my You're god. Amazing. Congratulations. Everything well, rich I, people do is good. As old as he is, it would take him like 20 minutes to walk from the edge of the driveway up to the <laughs> porch. Yeah. All right, so now the thing about Dehumanizer, which is the off, the most awful album. It's of the Dio years. It's the least regarded one. But the thing is, is that they when Dio joined, they did Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, Live Evil. But then then they recorded Born Again with a different vocalist. I think Ian Gillian yeah, I think that from, right. from Deep Purple was the vocalist on that one. And Born Again, we're going to talk about that in part three of our Black Sabbath uh, episode when we get on all the other albums. Yeah. But then Dio rejoined the group and they recorded Dehumanizer in 92, I think, is, is when this one yeah. came out. And uh, you know what? It's... It's not my favorite Dio album, but you know there is a great fucking song on it that I love. Uh, song number two, after all, with the dead is doomy as fuck. Like, I mean, that is a doomy fucking song. And when I hear that, all I hear is cathedral. This whole song is just so cathedral, Lee Dorian. This is very cathedral esque. Oh my god, it's so cathedral. Did we no, do? more cathedral is this. Wow. It's yeah. Did we do cathedral on the Doom episode? Seems like we did. I can't remember. I don't think we did. Oh. And so, even a song that sounds like a queen, that'd be fucking amazing. So at what point does uh, falsetto ruin the song? Is it right now? <laughs> <laughs> This this sounds like Black Sabbath to me. Weird double track vocal or whatever. It's cool. That's a that's a very My Dying Bride trick there. This is very early sound. That little little trill is a very Iommi thing. So, but this whole song—it's very like early Sabbath sounding. It's like heavy, you know. So much of this stuff is not heavy. Very light. Skates on top of the water. Where was Ozzy at this point? Where was Ozzy at this point? Uh, I think he was. uh, He was. He made an igloo out of cocaine and then slowly <laughs> snorted his way out of it. 
I like that. I like that, that. I like that visual. Yeah, and that became an MTV sitcom. Meet the <laughs> I like that visual, Matt. Oh, you're I wouldn't mind trying that myself sometime. <laughs> this sounds fun. This album, th- th- this album, it's it's good. Uh, this song is great. I love this song. Yeah, Ozzy was doing good. No More Tears at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Man, the 80s really ruined a lot of people, didn't they? Why, you don't like Mama, I'm Coming Home? <laughs> it's okay. The mix of metal and the birth of MTV just created a wave of shit. Yeah. It was the time, though. The time was different. I mean, it's easy to jump on MTV music and be like, oh, it was such filtered garbage or whatever. At the time, though, that was something completely different, and it really did change the landscape for a I'd lot of music. I'd say the song just went in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't like where it just went that much. I kind of like that cool, though. It's a little bit. Where, of the where are my tritones? That's what I want to know. This is by far the best Dio era song we've played so far. Like by a huge margin. <laughs> yeah, where are all the like tritones that made it sound evil as yeah, shit? Yeah. Or the, the devil's music. It still sounds kind of evil. evil. It's still like, I don't know, a minor key, I think. Evil Dark Doom in 1992 just. See, that's good. I like that. Well, because it went back to the way it started. It had that weird little key change, and no. Yeah, this is by far the best one. Still not the highest praise, but how many more we got? It's like when is there a more band that's like totally one? on drugs does his first sober album, and it's just a fucking tragedy. <laughs> All right, let's play song number nine. It's called I. Ellipsis I? Is that the name of it? Dot, dot, no, dot, that's dot, just dot, the dot. user interface. Almost the same intro are, as Crazy are those, on You. The, those birds, see, this is great because right. this is our outdoors episode. <laughs> we're recording on the studio in the porch. In case anybody gets so sick you, from listening to Dio. I, I love how, well, no, I love how you hear all the birds in the background chirping. Like, where the hell did those birds come from? <laughs> I never heard these birds before. It's 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 very meditative in a way. It's very relaxing. I'd rather listen to the birds than Dio, I think. This nice riff. Kind of take that like a bass yeah. or whatever on the guitar. No, you're not. <laughs> The thing too, you have to tell me how evil you are. You're not that evil. You can't sound that happy and say I am anger. He doesn't sound happy. He sounds. I don't know, like a guy with a fake sword. Sounds like. Like one of those fucking larpers. Yeah, he sounds like he's at the Ren Fair. How about you? A vast. Holy outlaw! Yeah, yeah. What? All right. Now I'm becoming pissed at Dio because his vocals are ruining this 
fucking good riff. This is a great fucking riff, but... All right, so now Chris Roberts, what's uh, now you have the Heaven and Hell album? Yeah, up for so us, right? the same lineup: uh, Iommi, Butler, Ward, and uh, Dio. Yeah. No, it wasn't Ward; it was a piece. Yeah, Vinny yeah, a piece. Excuse me. Piece. Uh, and uh, Geezer wasn't on all of these records either, was he? All of the Dio. Uh, I think he was. was Pretty he? positive. Yeah, yeah, he he may not have been on Dehumanizer, but this sounds like Geezer on bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did an album under their Heaven and Hell band. Because uh, Iommi and... Right, they give it a different name for some reason. Well, Iommi and Dio had a side band called Heaven and Hell. And, uh... It has all the same people in it. It's, you know, after it's the first band. Sabbath album with Dio, oddly enough. So this is going to sound radically different from the, the other albums they made, right? Yeah. It's a new uh, band. So this one, uh, the first one I'm going to play is called Eating the Cannibals. It's off the Devil You Know album, which is actually the last album Dio recorded before he died. What uh, did he die of? Uh... I think Cancer... They all die from cancer. Everyone has cancer, yeah. yeah. But, Some but of us now, are now, cancers. Now, this album came out in what? Was it 06? Uh, 2009. 2009, that's right. Yeah, because that's actually, I think, when he died. So the first one's called uh, Eating the Cannibals. Stomach cancer. The there you go. Okay. Oh, one of the worst ones. <laughs> awesome. Him and Napoleon. Like exactly the kind of music I don't like. It's like kind of bluesy, up tempo, white guy rock. Like, hey, what's wrong with white guy rock? <laughs> Metal is white guy rock. Yeah. Sure, but. In the beginning of the song, I heard a wah pedal. I don't think wah and metal goes together. You can start an argument about that, but wah is psychedelic. Why yeah, is gotta not be metal. some example that proves you wrong, but I can't think of one. Uh, fuck it. Well, yeah, uh, Dimebag used the wah pedal a lot. Like, I can see it being used in an uncommon way that would maybe work. Dimebag, wah pedal. Yeah. Huh. I mean, we're gonna do because when we're doing episodes about bands, Primus is gonna be one. When I hear why, Pantera, Jimmy you say Hendrix, Primus? Jimmy I'm a little drunk, you guys. Pantera is gonna be one. Primus is probably not gonna be one. No, <laughs> they're not really metal, and I don't no. like them that much. But this is, to me, like Dio wasn't reaching in this one. You know, it's it like right, comfortable. Yeah. Like. Yes, exactly. So. All right, so but the next one. That, oh, yeah. the, so the next one I'm gonna do is called "Breaking Into Heaven." There are the birds chirping. I love that. God, I was like that slower. Is a riff. That is what I'm what talking about. What I know about. is where are all these birds at? I, I don't see a single <laughs> bird. All I, you know, I see a lot of trash. Uh, that's not around. birds. That's Dio. <laughs> yeah. Where was this riff on any of those fucking records? Slower metal riffs always are more powerful than yeah. fast metal riffs. Yeah, when you start getting fast, it's like... I still think these songs would have been better with Ozzy. Ozzy would do with this song, yeah. 
croak like a weird old wizard or something, <laughs> and it'll be way better. If you ever want proof that being a good singer doesn't make you a good vocalist, it's Ronnie James Dio versus <laughs> Ozzy, you know? Ozzy is not good at singing, but he's awesome at being in a metal band. Well, Ozzy yeah. had a unique voice, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, like, his voice... When you heard Ozzy singing, you knew that was Ozzy. Yeah. Like, you yeah. didn't Any need to really put a face great, to it. You know, it's like Elvis Costello or if I, Michael Stipe or the guy from Spoon. Like, anyone... It has like a really rad voice that you just they're never operatic and whatever the fuck this guy it's never American no, Idol voices that are Lee Roth yeah yeah he's not good at singing he's just a weird clown like being a good front man and it has nothing to do with your ability to yeah I think this is probably my favorite song on this, al on this album I mean, it's, it's just heavy like how yeah. slow it is makes it it's almost a little sludgy yeah. This is a lot better than... I, I still don't like this style of metal vocal, It sounds but like it's trying to be dark, but without being dark whatsoever. The, the vocals really take it out of that. It's like... It, tries, it sounds more like trying to be epic or something when you add those vocals. It's like... Yeah. Is this a movie trailer? <laughs> I just love this riff, yeah. though. It's pretty good. The vocals have to it's add a little element. I'm, I'm about know. to kill like, myself. But it's not necessarily lazy. It's slow and plodding yeah. and just like deep. Yeah. And they think, and you, they fool you into thinking, okay, they're getting ready to speed it up right there with like that little slow part. Sure. But then they don't. Yeah. All right. So, and then this is the uh, actual single that was really. It's called Bible Black. And are we gonna skip Holy Diver because everyone's heard it? Well, that's D. Yeah, we'll talk oh, about... Oh, that is... Yeah, yeah. that's the stuff. Yeah. We can pretend that never happened. I just want to talk about it because when that's your big single... Well, I like, like Rainbow in the Dark. Boy. Because yeah, it physically oh, can't happen. Rainbow <laughs> in the Dark is a great <laughs> <Yeah>. song. <laughs> Rainbows are about light. Like, yeah. Kind of <laughs> or we whole... could talk about Dio's earlier band, Rainbow. Uh, Rainbow, that's a different... Yeah. They had some good songs. You are... Rainbow had some good, very good songs. Yeah, look... When we do an episode about Gong, then we do an episode about Rainbow. Oh, I hate that. I really hate that when guitar, guitar just happened. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, Rainbow was, uh... Cowboy. Uh, horse shit. Deep purple guy. Yeah. yeah. Richie Blackmore. Yes. Yeah. With the, the fucking uh, tassels off the fucking leather yeah. jacket. Oh, yeah. Deep, deep, deep purple, right man. Those guys were all big into the... I actually like some Deep Purple, though. Oh, me too, absolutely. In Rock is an incredible album. Uh, early Deep Purple yeah. is awesome. Everybody knows Smoke on the Water. Yeah, yeah. That's the first song you learn a guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. That or fucking Stairway. Uh, That's a lot harder. <laughs> a little bit. Compared to... The first chord progression I, I ever learned was Hey Joe by Jimmy Hendrix. That was the first chord progression. So first song I learned on the guitar was One by Metallica. That's a good start. First song I ever learned on guitar was Mary Had a Little Lamb. Uh -huh. <laughs> a true metal classic. Yeah. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Uh -huh. <laughs> that bitch is fleece is white as snow. <laughs> fleece is white, white as death. Is the metal version. Oh. 
<laughs> Somebody should do like a death metal fucking nursery yeah. rhymes. Like a whole album. Of Little old lady in the shoe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this song sucks. I mean, this song sucks. <laughs> the intro sucks, and now this part sucks. All right. <laughs> Moving that's along. So yeah, that's a fascinating uh, the song that makes song. us take our headphones <laughs> off. So. All right, we got any more Dio we got to play? I think, uh, I think no, we're, we're, we're done with our Dio Sabbath stuff. Sweet. But anyways, thank you for tuning in <laughs> to the Sick Metal Chat Show. This has been episode two of our Black Sabbath. Uh, uh, episode three, actually. Episode yeah, we did the covers. all covers episode. Uh, going to turn into a Star Wars saga episode four. <laughs> I five, know, six, right? Seven. Yeah, and we're going to do them in the wrong order. We're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go back to Rainbow and. George Lucas had nothing to do with this. Find us uh, some outro music. Find us online. Some outro, yeah. Let's get some. Oh, yeah, play Holy Diver as the outro. (laughs) When this is your big single. No, Rainbow in the Dark was his big single. Yeah. This was the second big single. I feel like this is the one people know. Uh, Rainbow in the Dark. I don't even know. Everybody knows. Everyone knows Holy Diver. But they know Rainbow in the Dark more. All right, play it. I'll see if I've ever fucking heard it in my life because. Holy Diver is what I immediately associate with him. Holy Diver. They're, 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 they're both on the same album. Yeah. All right. So Rainbow in the Dark, the outro music. This song is good. I love the fucking. I love the synthesizers. Oh, that's so good. So good. I don't think I've ever heard this in my life. I kind of. I do kind of like the synthesizers. But, but, yeah. Oh, Metal so and '80s mixed together in the most perfect fashion. <laughs> All right, thank you for tuning in to the Sick Metal Chat Show. I kind of like this song. And we're out. <laughs>